Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Beat me up on the mamas of all mama shit. Hey, I'm looking through my telescope and I see a mothership. Is that you? Beam me up. Hey, DA, I'm thirsty, man. Could you beam me up for a cold one? Hey, DA, what's going on, baby? Stop me off and beam me up. DA wants the silly Oh, permission to get in that mothership. Is my window seat still available? Beam me up. What's going on, DA? Hey, man, I need you to do me a huge favor. My co-worker's a jerk. Oh, just beam me up, man. Get beamed up. Everyone else has. It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, happy being alive day, everybody. Thanks so much for being with us. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to us on hundreds of affiliates nationwide across the CBS Sports Radio Network. Coming up this hour here on the DA Show in 20 minutes, we've got our trashes. And in 40 minutes... Jerry Jones on the grass versus turf debate in Dallas. They have turf, unsurprisingly. Now, it's Trash Tuesday, so we are welcoming your trashes, things that are bugging you, bothering you. You can take out the trash here on the show, either via Twitter or on the phones. I'm going to keep calling it Twitter because if I start saying X, does anybody really know what that means? It sounds stupid. So I'm just going to keep calling it Twitter, even though if you guys know exactly what I'm talking about anyway, I guess I'll stop. But I feel like it's still shorthand to call it Twitter. Anyway, so that handle is DA on CBS to tweet at me. Your trash is DA on CBS or on the phone to 855-212-4CBS. Last night, the big stories from the double header, the double dip of Monday Night Football action. Saints defense rides in Charlotte as Bryce Young has another tough outing. What's to be expected from a rookie quarterback and a team that's in the middle of another reboot. But the big one was what happened in Pittsburgh where the Steelers move to 1-1 one and one with some great defensive play. They have a pick six in the opening play. They have a scoop and score as well after a sack and fumble by Deshaun Watson. T.J. Watt rumbles it in kick a bunch of field goals, one big play in the passing game from George Pickens, and that's how the Steelers end up thwarting the Browns, both teams now at 1-1. One and one. Nick Chubb is injured last night, one of the best running backs in football, meeting a lot of pressure, falls now on the shoulders of Deshaun Watson, and we'll see how he handles that. We'll talk more about this next hour, but Deshaun Watson, for the picks that the Browns gave up, And for the money that they have spent on him, all of that guaranteed cash that every other quarterback in football has been desperately trying to chase down as well, he has not paid off that acquisition by the Browns. And now more pressure is going to fall on him because the running game takes obviously a big big slam 
to the armor with the loss of Nick Chubb, which is just a terrible injury considering what a great guy he is, what a great running back he is, and everybody just kind of loves him across the NFL and a really disappointing night from that standpoint. Mac and Bear from Delaware says, D.A., morning, guys. Please trash the entire NFL. I know that football's a brutal sport, but Nick Chubb is my favorite player. It's a shame that he's out for the season. First Aaron Rodgers, now Chubb. I feel bad for Browns and Jets fans. Hashtag trash them. Yeah, the unfortunate truth because of you know the nature of, of football, but it's kind of amazing. The the Aaron Rodgers injury happens just because his his foot gets stuck in the turf. Last night, you know, it happens on grass, and it's just Minka Fitzpatrick comes in low and completely, you know, mangles the knee of of Nick Chubb. And, you know, I, I can't go so far as to say that Fitzpatrick it was a dirty play because defensive players are diving low all of the time and whether they're blocked into guys' knees or whether they're diving to try to trip up a guy or they're they're meant to go. I mean, they're being taught to go low as well so that they're not hitting helmet to helmet or forearm to helmet to get a penalty. You know, collisions like that just end up happening. So I, I don't think I can go so far as to say that Fitzpatrick was was looking to to play dirty there, but it struck me as I'm watching this that it is kind of a miracle we don't have more of these types of injuries because there's always that that type of stuff that happens low to the ground and guys just get rolled up on. Players, you know, get their knees bent one way or the other. I mean, they're they're running through a bunch of scattered bodies on the ground and guys are diving at them to try to bring them down. Big, fast, strong guys. What happened last night is awful but I felt like man I'm I'm just we have a lot of knee injuries it's crazy that it doesn't happen even more considering the reality of that position and the reality of the game itself I want to talk about Sam Howell here and Howell and the commanders go to Denver and they get the victory after the Broncos had jumped out to the 21-3 lead see I got it right this time see I got it right but it was one of the late games. I mentioned this yesterday because I had flipped around who jumped out of the 21-3 lead yesterday on the show and had a bunch of listeners pointed out. And I, it was during this window where I, you know, the, the early window, I was able to pay attention to all the games. The first half of the second set of games was starting to get a little hairy with AJ. I was with AJ duty and my mom was over to kind of help out a little bit. And then I just kind of lost track of a bunch of the games or at least that game specifically in the second half because he was being all crazy and we had to put him down and and feed him and all that that type of stuff so I I was like I want to go back and watch this commanders and Broncos game yesterday so I can kind of get a better vibe of what happened and you know I think if you're a commanders fan I know you didn't love that the Broncos jumped out to the early lead And I know you didn't love that the Broncos were able to convert that crazy Hail Mary and nearly tie things up with a two-point conversion. And I'm sure that there are some worries about how dramatic the two halves were. But the Commanders are 2-0. And I can definitively say 
that after a total of three starts, one at the end of last year and two to begin this year, Sam Howell is absolutely a better quarterback and runs a better offense than Zach Wilson. Let's listen in to some of the highlights from Sunday. Howell steps up, taking a shot towards the end zone to Terry McLaurin. Did he pull it in? Yes! Touchdown! Touchdown, Washington! The first of the season for the captain. This is a resilient team, um, and the thing I'm proud of is we had each other's back on both sides of the ball. Um, that's what good teams have to do to find a way to win. We knew there was a lot of football left. Um, obviously, we would have liked to come out and start a little better, um, but at the end of the day, we made the plays when we needed to make them, um, and that's what matters. What's- Sam Howell was a fifth-round draft pick, and there's not a lot of expectations surrounding a fifth-round draft pick, obviously. But in the offseason, Ron Rivera was kind of raving about how good Howell looked, and the question about Howell has never been his arm. His arm has always been extremely strong. But I don't think they were convinced he could handle everything thrown at him as a rookie last year. And so they kept him on the bench. There was the Carson Wentz nightmare throughout the season. And they finally gave him that shot in week 18. Well, coming into this season, you know, he had the full off season to work within the offense and had some decent weapons around him. And offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy comes in to kind of kind of give a jolt to the offense. And um, all of this makes for, I think, a, a safer, softer landing spot for a young QB. And while the commanders cannot be applauded for doing a lot of things right over the last few years, in this case, this might have been the perfect way to handle Sam Howell. What, what do we have right now? Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, and Bryce Young starting games as rookies, week number one for bad football teams. I talk about this often because this is a big philosophical divide around the NFL. If a guy's got it, if a quarterback's got it, is he always going to show it no matter how bad your team is around him? Some believe so. So start him week one, it doesn't matter. He needs the reps. Others believe you can be ruined with a bad team around you, bad coaching, losing early, and that sends your career sideways before it ever gets started, and that can break you. I tend to fall into the second camp, and it's because I've never seen a quarterback hurt because he sat. Aaron Rodgers sat early. Patrick Mahomes sat early early and I'm not putting Sam Howell in that conversation of future Hall of Famers but I'm saying Howell sitting for all of last year certainly had to help so he watches the entire year unfold he gets only practice snaps he's a fifth round guy so I'm sure you know there is a There's just a natural kind of doubt whether he's, quote, the man from day one. And he comes in week 18. He looks okay. He looks better than I think that they assumed he would look. He wasn't great. He wasn't Peyton Manning. But they were like, okay, there there might be something here. And this season, 
he wasn't great against Arizona in week number one. They got the win, but it was, you know, a, a pedestrian effort all around by Washington. But this past weekend in Denver, I'm looking at Sam Howell going, there's something here. There is something here where he is making decisive throws. He's making quick decisions, and he's showing the arm strength to get it downfield. And he's making the throws that you kind of have to make if you're going to be a top-tier NFL QB. There's going to just have to be a couple of throws where it's like, right, boom, on the button, on the money, in the middle of traffic, and that's the throw we need right there, right now. And I thought he made a couple of those on Sunday. I thought that he was he was pretty damn good. He was for for where he is in his career, I thought it was very encouraging to see that type of decision making and that type of play from the quarterback. So I don't know where this goes. Sam Howell's young, okay? But this is an offense that put up 35 points on the road. Maybe the Broncos aren't very good. But they put up 35 points on the road, and there's a couple of throws in there where it's like, right, that's what I need to see. They got a good running back in Brian Robinson. But that 30-yard strike to Terry McLaurin was a throw and a decision in a traffic into the end zone, and he hit it. And I'll just say this. I'm watching this play by play by play with Sam Howell under center, and there are so many moments where he's making a quick, smart decision, going downfield to make a play, getting his offense in position to get points, And it is such stark contrast to Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson was the number two pick overall. And this is his third season starting. Sam Howell's in his third start as a fifth round draft pick. And there's not a doubt in my mind. Sam Howell today is a better quarterback than Zach Wilson and will have a better career as a starting quarterback than Zach Wilson. You're just seeing Howell go through progressions, make smart decisions. He's not going crazy trying to make million things happen. He just knows where he has to put the football because he's being well coached. And he's just got a natural confidence about him and a big arm. Zach Wilson has no confidence left. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's out there in ice skates. He might have a good arm and athleticism. He never shows it. He's scared to take chances. It's been beaten out of him. Now, you're going to sit here and tell me that Sam Howell didn't benefit from sitting for a year and that Zach Wilson benefited from starting immediately? I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. Wilson is a broken man, and he's not going to get much better. Sam Howell is building confidence. And Eric Bieniemy coming in to run that offense not only might really help out the young QB, but it might get Bieniemy that head coaching job that he has sought. Because on Sunday, that commander's offense did a lot of good things. And Sam Howell was a big reason why. 
855-212-4CBS on the phones or on Twitter, DA on CBS. It is a Trash Tuesday. Let's take out some trash next. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So, what's eating you? People are getting the left lane and drive the speed limit. I gotta trash the NFL, man. Trash my ex-girlfriend. You want me to trash that? Trash Tuesday. My favorite day of the week, not for nothing. Time to vent. We take it out like the trash. It's Trash Tuesday. That's right. We're taking out the trash today. So, hit us up on Twitter with your trashes, at DA on CBS, or on the phone at 855-212-4CBS. EJ Stewart is in today as the executive producer. And so EJ leads us off. EJ, who are you trashing? I am trashing David Zaslov and HBO. I am a super fan of the show Winning Time. It is a fantastic show. It is a show on the Showtime Lakers. You have actors playing Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Pat Riley, Paul Westhead, Jerry West. It's funny it's engaging it's dramatic it's all the things you would want out of this show of course a great jerry bus in there as well and after two seasons hbo decided to cancel the series which to me it just kind of is just a, a ripple effect of how david zasloff's leadership at warner brothers discovery has happened um everything that has happened since he's come come through has been terrible what's happened with the dc movies i'm a huge superhero fan um, the Flash they pushed, and that movie was not that good. Blue Beetle, they didn't promote at all, and it was great. Now, in my life, when it comes to sports and TV watching, he's ruining that when it comes to winning time being canceled. <laughs> I mean, imagine if you're doing a show that is a love letter to Lakers fans. And I'm not a Laker fan, but I'm an NBA fan. And you end the series with the Boston Celtics winning an NBA championship. Absolutely embarrassing. It's pathetic, and it's a real shame to a lot of people who did love this show. <laughs> so I'm trashing David Zasloff and HBO. Total right. wasteoid. What was your favorite character from the show? Adrian Brody's Pat Riley should be nominated oh, for Emmys. Okay. He's that good. He, I mean, it's it's like it's like watching the origin story of a character we all know. We all know Pat Riley. We all know the mythos. We all know what he's like, and. To see Brody kind of bring Pat from this kind of like 
unsure of himself, depressed, kind of, uh, you know, just kind of lost soul into this fiery, motivational, you know, one of the guys kind of, you know, you know, coach. It was absolutely a great journey to see him go through that. And it's a shame that it's cut short. Again, we only see uh, him become head coach for really only half a season, all because HBO decided to pull the ripcord uh, way too early. That's interesting. Now, that was based on the book by Jeff Perlman. Yes. And we've had Jeff on the show before talking about it. I never watch it. It's hard for me to watch sports films or content that's acted. I love documentaries so much that it's hard for me to get into that. But I wonder, Bogues, did you get into Showtime? I did. Winning time? Uh, I want to thank EJ for spoiling the season finale that I haven't seen yet. <laughs> um, but you would like it. It's really, really well done. It My might sister be... said the same thing. She she watched it with her boyfriend and said you would love it. Yeah, it's it's as good as a sports TV show movie that I can remember in terms of recreating the action, not going over the top. There's nothing cheesy. They don't need to embellish anything, which I'm you know the normal stuff they always do. But like sports movies, oftentimes end up failing to me because. They get over dramatic and unnecessarily this or that. This is just, it's basically a documentary without being a documentary. Great actors, and they all got screwed. HBO started it at a bad time. Nobody wanted it was around watching things late summer when this season began because of the strikes. Only Jeff Perlman could promote it. So he's been on Twitter begging people to watch it because they've known since like the beginning of the year that it was in danger of getting canceled so much so that apparently they filmed two different endings because they weren't sure as they were wrapping up production if they'd get a third season. So originally it was supposed to end with you like seeing magic after losing to the Celtics, all fired up for the next season, both in the show and in real life. But they filmed the secondary one, which we saw, where everything ends, they lose, and they do like a wrap-up scene. And apparently there's like a 13, um, like, pain. Like, here's what happens to all of these people at the end. They're just trying to tell you everything that, that happens after season two because they can't show you. It definitely deserved more time so i'm joining ej on the trash with this yeah one. imagine if like uh the end of coach carter where you have no oh, this kid ended up being you know a doctor this kid ended up playing division three basketball like they did yeah. that yeah with the lakers or like or seeing the a, a jordan tv show end with the another loss to the pistons and you never get to see them actually right. win a title or two or three or six so they ended after the 84 season when they've lost to the Celtics right. in the NBA. Yeah, finals. the whole first season is of the show is just Magic's rookie season. And then this second season, they fast forward from the from what's like 80-81 to the 84 finals. I gotcha. It is interesting that you say it's very accurate because I saw some still shots of the filming of the All-Star game in 83 or 84, I guess. And I stopped on my Instagram feed and I was like, oh man, these are cool behind the scenes shots of the All-Star game in 84. And then I stopped and I was like, oh, this is winning time, like behind the scenes stuff. And I was like, yeah. wow, yeah. that's really accurate. I mean, they, in terms of aesthetic detail, it looked like they really went all out for that, which yeah. I appreciate. I mean, it's clearly obviously not the Great Western Forum and some of the other like away arenas are not the actual away arenas, but like there are uniforms that have like 
patches or like black armband like that that's how intricate they went that like the 82 Mavs had a thing on their on like on their chest for somebody dying or something like they really went all out to make sure it looked as close and I'm sure having not lived it neither did EJ maybe there are things that they are not perfect on but they did their as as in my knowledge the best they could do in really recreating all of this early 80s action it was really good interesting okay so, Bogues, is that your trash? Uh, it wasn't, but I want to second it. Uh, okay. EJ's. That's a good one. Okay. Trash. That's just human filth. So then you're going to pass here on another trash. Uh, I got a good one if you want me to throw it in there. Yeah, of course. So I got a trash, uh, the near, once again, being a victim to a near road rage incident yesterday. Oh. This is my second run-in with crazy drivers recently. I'm driving home from the train. And my path home involves me making a left at a fairly major intersection. Now, as I'm approaching the intersection, the light's green. I can tell that it's uh, not going to be right anytime soon. I see that traffic in the other direction is clearing. So I'm like, okay, good. I'm going to be able to make this left-hand turn. That's a rarity. Normally, I get there as the light's turning red. I got to sit there. I'm getting closer, getting closer. I see one car in the line turn, and then the next car doesn't. It just stays there. So I have to slow down and stop. And I give a little honk. The light is still green. There's no one coming. And the person in front of me like rocks a little bit in the car and then stops again. So my second honk is a little angry because I actually can see cars behind me like lining up behind me and we're not turning. Light turns red. Car in front of me, door swings open. And the guy steps out of the car. And I'm like, great. So I'm giving him like the like a hand like, okay, whatever. My I honk too loud. Sorry. And, I, and he goes, no, 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 I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight. I'm like, okay, great. Whoa. And he goes, you're not going to write the ticket for me for making an illegal turn. There's a camera behind you. I live right here. I'm like, yeah, I live here too. I know there's a camera. So you're not going to write my ticket. And I'm like, sir, you didn't have a red light. The light, the intersection, the light, you get a green arrow to begin your turn while the main light is red. And that green arrow means you're safe to go. And then it turns yellow, but there is no red arrow once it goes yellow then it goes full green and now you've got to wait for everyone to clear the intersection and that's what we were doing it was green there was no one coming he could turn he didn't and he swore that he was going to get a ticket for an illegal turn so this guy doesn't know how traffic lights work and also doesn't realize how dangerous it is to stop at a green light because you're going to create an accident. Someone's going to plow into you. Someone's going to plow into me. So he thought I was a doof. He's the doof. He gets trashed. Get him out. Is Oscar the Grouch living in there? You got to be careful about this stuff, man. When people get out of their cars, yeah. you don't stop. You just drive away. You don't want to be caught in one of those things. I, 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 I was. I had nowhere to go. There was no nowhere to go. If he was, if he was truly angry, and like wanted to, like had a bat or something, like a guy was stuck. And it's a sad commentary that he would announce himself that he wasn't going to fight, but he was a hundred percent wrong. A hundred percent wrong. And it bothered, it still is bothering me that I like that I looked like the jerk and I did nothing. I mean, maybe my second honk was too loud or too long, but he deserved it. He came to a dead stop at a green light. You can't do that. No, you can't. But that stuff terrifies me. When people want to get out of the car, I'm just like, I am out of here. I not that this happens to me often, but anytime like if there is an incident, I'm just get me out of here. I don't I don't want to deal with this. I don't know. Yeah, I had no escape route. Thank God he was um, a non-violent idiot. Yeah. 
Ryan Botcher is on the wheels of steel. Botcher, who are you trashing? Okay, so I fell down the rabbit hole of watching 2000s boomerang commercials yesterday. And I put out, has anyone seen the banana splits? I've heard that no, nobody on my friends list has heard of it or watched it. This is the show from the 70s? It was 68. I think it was two years. It was, okay. it was on Boomerang. I saw the commercials. I don't know if I'm weird, but nobody has heard of it. And I feel like I'm insane. So I'm going to trash anyone who's never seen the banana splits in their lifetime. So frustrating. <laughs> okay. So explain to me what Boomerang is. I don't know. So Boomerang is just basically Cartoon Network mixed with Hanna-Barbera cartoons. And it was like oh. it was like the side it was it was Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, and then Boomerang with Cartoon Network. So you watch like shows like The Flintstones, The Jetsons, Scooby Doo. Of course, you have the Banana Splits and shows like that. Of course, of course, the Banana. Okay, so so <laughs> Boomerang is uh, is an app now. Is that where where you were watching this? No, no, I was just I was on YouTube just watching old commercials. But I think it's an actual channel still. Yeah, it's Boomerang, still a channel, right? Yeah. So you're watching commercials of Boomerang or commercials of old TV shows on Boomerang? Commercials of old TV shows on Boomerang. So you're going to YouTube. There's commercials about old TV shows promoting that they're coming up on Boomerang. And one of those shows was the Banana Splits, which is a kid's show, which is like a weird psychedelic puppet Muppet show from the late 60s. Yes. That and one was great. And, and, then, and you shared it, and you were upset that nobody on your timeline had ever heard of the Banana Splits. Yes. But you had heard of it before this rabbit hole? 100%. Okay, so... Yeah, it's like one of those things in the back of my mind where it's just there. Because you had seen it on Boomerang? Yes. I got you. Okay, so you grew up as a kid watching Boomerang? Yes, 100%. I mean, the Banana Splits are a classic. I mean, it's my mom's, one of my mom's favorites, so I had to watch it as a kid. And really? Yes, and it's, it's, it is a little odd. I mean, it's basically a bunch of people in, you know, costumes running around in an amusement park. No, no, no. It's not a little weird. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah, and there I mean, are a lot of drugs involved in the Hanna-Barbera, like, think tank to make come up with this look, show. You got people in animal costumes running around in the amusement park. If you're eight years old, nine years old, like that, that's all you need. It's it's, it's fun. Um, the, the 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 theme song, la 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 la. I mean, that was the, the iconic banana splits theme song. I agree. Like these kids need to be cultured. You don't know banana splits. What the hell is wrong with you? Wow. Okay. So number one, I'm really proud of you guys because me and Pete fight this fight every single day on this show that our stuff that we love from the 70s and 80s nobody knows about anymore and I would have pegged both you guys for never having heard of the banana splits because I don't think it's really that widely known so I love that you guys are going to war over the banana splits but also is it really freaky every time I've ever seen one of those episodes it's like shot very darkly it's poorly lit the costumes are kind of shaggy it Definitely feels like a mushroom dream. Yeah, it's definitely got some like weird Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, there was a horror movie vibes. <laughs> they made a movie yeah. about it. Like the like the they made like a horror movie with the the banana splits. The, they, well, the banana splits started a horror movie, or this was a knockoff start, of it was like kind a, of it was like, like a parody. Okay, but like it was like a horror movie, and all these 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 animals are killing people. Out of all the things, Bogues, that I thought Botcher was going to trash today, not knowing a children's TV show for 1968 was not on my list. So credit Botcher. This guy is a wild card every single day. I love him. 
He's wearing a Sting t-shirt. I love mm-hmm. Sting. He's trashing people that haven't heard of a kids TV show that aired for like one season back in 1968. The man is fighting the good fight these days. And I love that it's not just you should know about the banana splits. It was I was watching YouTube videos of commercials (laughs) about shows that were on Boomerang when I was a kid. That's like a nine level callback to the banana splits. And I'm now in a weird, like, the, when EJ did the theme song, I've heard that before. Yeah. I feel like I've heard of the banana splits actually somewhat recently, but I've never seen them before as I hit play down in front of me on YouTube. It's another kid's show that should have come with a drug. It's unbelievable. Yeah. These people were high as kites coming up with these ideas to make shows. And kids, even, or adults like Ryan Botcher, love them still. Yeah, that was a weird era of American entertainment and culture, like late 60s, early 70s. Even if you just watch NFL film stuff from that era, movies of that era, TV shows of that era, things that are supposed to be family-friendly, kid-friendly, kid-centric, you're like, even commercials, again, shot darkly, poorly lit, shaky cameras, weird costumes, everything is kind of like, The editing is really wild. The graphics are really psychedelic. Everything, just look at a game program from the late 60s for like the Super Bowl. Right. You're like, whoa, this feels like I'm totally tripping just looking at the graphic. So, yeah, that's a weird thing. So, nice. Botcher just going to war for something that was like 30 years before he was born. (laughs) Love it. Botcher, I don't even know how old you are. When were you born? Oh, one. Okay. So, yeah, we're talking about something that's a 30, 30 years before he was born. That's that's great. I, I, you should talk to Pete the Body about Perfect Strangers. You guys will get, get along really nah, well. No, that's, that's not my era. That's well, too what? new. Banana too split new. from the 60s <laughs> is not your is your era, but Alf isn't? Yeah, Alf is, eh. Okay. He's got a hole in his resume from like 85 to 95. Right. He missed that. But before right. that and after, he's all in. So I'm going to the grocery store the other day to pick up some football food of the week ingredients, and I wanted to make pulled pork nachos. So I was going to put some pulled pork, actually upside down Mike, tip me off to this, make some pulled pork in the crock pot, and then throw them on some nachos, and I wanted to put some peppers on top. And so I go to the pepper aisle, and I notice that you know, they got the bell peppers, and then they got the jalapeno peppers, and they have the serrano peppers, and they have the habanero peppers, and I'm like, okay, well, I want something a little spicy, but I don't want something like that's going to burn the roof of my mouth. So I'm looking and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know where this scale is. They just have all these peppers. And I don't know if maybe your grocery stores have this, but why is it not the Scoville thing in front of the pepper aisle? And I don't get service in this grocery store, so I couldn't Google this. And I'm like, How would I know what the hottest pepper here is? And I've had to pull up the Scoville thing since to be like, did I get the right ones? You you would think, like, would you know habanero versus serrano versus jalapeno? You might think the jalapeno pepper is the hottest. It is not. It's one of the least hot ones. The Hungarian happens to be hotter than jalapeno. I don't know. Everything that I see, jalapeno this, jalapeno that, you're like, oh, spicy. Serrano pepper is actually spicier than that. Okay. But then habanero is really spicy, like one of the spiciest. And 
I wouldn't have known that. So, I mean, I just think that they take this thing for granted. They got all these peppers, but I need to know what one's what. There's no label on peppers. So I need this chart in the grocery store. Trash it. Warm, sizzling garbage. Bogues, you knew this? So I think I knew that a jalapeno in the grand scheme of things wasn't that spicy and that a habanero definitely was spicier. I also feel like I read or saw or heard somewhere that it's not an exact science, but the smaller the pepper, the hotter it is. And a jalapeno is definitely bigger usually than a habanero. So like you're going in a in like a reverse order. If it's bigger, it's less spicy. But you're probably right. If you're gonna have dangerous things on the counter, there should be a way for me to know exactly what danger I'm signing up for. Habanero versus jalapeno. If I if I just saw those two peppers, just raw peppers in a grocery store, I'd be like, I don't know the difference. I think that they're both spicy. I don't know which one's spicier. And it turns out of the Scoville scale, they're t- miles apart. Yeah, miles apart. See, this so is that this is where I watch too much Food Network because I feel okay, like you would I, know this. I feel like, and, and look, I don't really cook, but me and my girlfriend we're obsessed with Food Network, so we watch all these competition shows. And for whatever reason, like the idea of like what peppers you should use and which ones are the hottest. Like I've seen episodes where they have to make their own hot sauce. So this might be one of those rare things where normally I go into a supermarket and sometimes I am confused as someone who doesn't cook. But that's one of the few things where I, I feel like I could have got my way around this particular issue you had. God bless. I was totally lost. <laughs> John yeah. and Yeah, go ahead. No, Paul. I just I knew the habanero was danger. The Serrano would have confused me. That one I didn't know where that one would have fit in. And there's a Hungarian. That's actually there was there's they had those two. That's hotter than a jalapeno. I could have yeah. never guessed that. John and PA says, I'm with Botcher. These boomerang commercial breaks were the greatest thing on cable TV growing up in the mid-2000s. So a toast to Botcher. DA Show Quotes says, I was thinking I've never heard of the Banana Splits TV show until EJ started humming the theme song and it all came rushing back. Thanks, Botcher. Hashtag trash me. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Na, 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 One banana, two banana, three banana, four. I don't know the rest of the words, but that's the melody. <laughs> Jesse in Erie, PA, wants to know, is the t-shirt Botcher's wearing Sting as the uh, iconic wrestler or the smarmy singer? Smarmy. It'd be the, the smarmy singer. There's also a legend. The Police is one of my favorite bands of all time, so I'm a huge Sting fan. All right, standing by with your headlines, here is the great Andrew Bogish. The Steelers' best offense might be its defense. Watson under center, Steelers showing blitz, long count. Play action fake, he's back. There's and the ball is out, and the Steelers yes. pick it up. And that's T.J. Watt running for the end zone. Steelers with the touchdown. Bill Hillgrove on Steelers Radio. T.J. Watt scoring the second defensive tutty of the night. The 16-yard fumble return providing the winning points. 26-22, a decision over the Browns. QB Kenny Pickett. Appreciates the help. Hats off to our defense played unbelievable. Um, you know, we got the best player in the world, in my opinion, in, in 90. And 56 is close behind. You know, he's he's unbelievable. So those guys did a hell of a job and, and you know, happy that they're on our side. Pickett showing the love to Watt and to Alex Highsmith, who forced that fumble and had a pick six last night. Pickett just 15 of 30, 222 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Deshaun Watson, not much better, 235 in INT, a lost fumble, and two personal fouls 
that Stahl drives. The Browns needed more from him after losing Nick Chubb to a season-ending left knee injury in the second quarter. Steelers safety Micah Fitzpatrick, meanwhile, went to the hospital last night for evaluation of a chest injury. The other Monday night game was a 2017 Saints win in Carolina. Derek Carr, shaky, but his new team 2-0 for the first time in 10 years. We're 2-0, and I don't think that we've played at the level that we're all expecting to play at yet, but we're going to keep striving. We're going to keep working um, and make those corrections, but it feels good to do it with a win for sure. Both Saints scores last night came on the ground from Tony Jones Jr. Patrick Mahomes now guaranteed $210.6 million over the next four years as he and the Chiefs redo his contract. It started as 10 years, 450 mil, but four QBs passed Mahomes just this summer in annual average value. The two sides will revisit the agreement again after the 2026 season. Giants running back Saquon Barkley expected to miss three weeks with Sunday's ankle injury. The Cardinals placing safety Buda Baker on IR with a hamstring injury. And Dolphins wide out Jalen Waddles in concussion protocols, but said to be progressing well. Michigan State plans to fire football coach Mel Tucker for cause for his apparent sexual harassment of Brenda How Tracy. About that? That yep. He got that massive $80 million deal, and they're going to be able to get out of it now. Yep, there's 79 mil left on it, and you might not see any 79 more. 79 Yeah, it was, actu- it was actually, I think, it was 10 mil Whoa. a year, and it might have been nine years, so there's not much money off it, and he's got most Whoa. of it now not coming to him. I mean, if you get blessed with this, and this is all because there was a massive donor that really liked him and basically wanted to pay for his contract. And was it Colorado that wanted him to come back? Is that who was the, the, the school that spurned all of or spurred all of that reaction? Well, he was there for one year, I think, at Colorado, and then he got the Michigan State job. And yeah, I think maybe you're right about that. But I mean, if you get a deal like that, don't you just basically go home and sit in the dark every day after practice and go, I'm just going to wait out these nine years, make all my money. And it doesn't matter if we win two games or not, because I'm going to get I'm going to cash out. Yeah, I mean, I, I I guess, though, if if you're a gross guy, you're just a gross guy and you can't help yourself, no matter what your salary is. I, I guess I don't know. You, you've won the lottery as long as you don't mess up off the field. That's the only way you don't get your money is if it's off the field stuff. You just come to work, you punch in, and you don't say anything to anybody besides yeah. go team, and you collect your ninety million bucks and go home. Uh, the SEC is suspending three Florida Gators, one Tennessee Vol for the fight at the end of Saturday's game in the swamp. All four players will miss the first half of their games this weekend. And St. Louis Cardinals righty Adam Wainwright with seven shutout innings to earn his two hundredth career win, one nothing over the Brewers last night. Da, back to you. Thank you, Bogues. When we come back here on the show, Jerry Jones making dumb excuses for turf. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Little wet, little drippy, 24-7. It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back on a Trash Tuesday, everybody. Thanks for being with us. MAS reminds us that Mel Tucker contract was 10 years, 95 mil guaranteed. He was flirting with LSU after beating Michigan twice and going 11-2. That's right. Good memory, MAS. That's before the Brian Kelly hire. I mean, if you're Mel Tucker, are you freaking kidding me? You just got the bag at 95 million bucks, and it doesn't matter if you go 1-11 and every year. They got to pay you out. They can buy you out, but they got to pay that money. And instead, you mess around, you get nailed for sexual harassment, and now they're going to get out of nearly $80 million worth of this. That was an 80 
million dollar phone sex call. Hope it was worth it. That's incredible. Dude, just don't say anything to anybody. Say go team before every game on a Saturday. Collect the check and let them buy you out. You're set for life. An $80 million mistake by Mel Tucker. Jerry Jones is something else. After the Aaron Rodgers injury, Dak Prescott said he's all for natural grass in all fields and made the link between his broken ankle three years ago to artificial turf at AT&T Stadium. Well, on Sunday, Jones was asked about that. He said, we'll continue to do really what we've always done. That is evaluate, and we do. I've served over 30 years on a lot of committees that go over the impact of grass as it pertains to injury. And it looks like the obvious answer what it is, but that's not what it is. Circumcise a mosquito. Tick landing on a tampon. I mean, so Jerry Jones is basically saying nothing, which is exactly what he wants to do here. Just talk as word vomit and never really address it. We'll continue to do what we've always done, and that is evaluate. I've served over 30 years on a lot of committees that go over the impact of grass as it pertains to injury. It looks like the obvious answer what it is, but that's not what it is. Jerry, care to maybe illuminate some of those findings that your committee has gone through? And like I said, it's such a shell game. It's so obvious that they've got the information back that, yes, grass is naturally safer. Of course it is. It's grass. It's grass and dirt. It's harder, not impossible. Guys get injured on grass and dirt before, but it's harder with grass and dirt to get injured when it comes to broken ankles, torn ACLs, and Achilles tears. This is obvious logic. But man, the more you dig in, the more committees you sponsor, the more studies you do, you could always find a subset to tell you the numbers that you want to be told, and then you present that and say, see? Why do we think Jerry Jones has artificial turf like every owner? To save money. No other anything has to be said. We know the reason. It's obvious. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 